Hello and welcome to NC State's Audio Abstract. I'm your host, Tracy Peak. For biologists, ecologists, or any scientist who does hands-on work in the outdoors, field research is an integral part of the experience. But not all scientists experience field work the same way. I'm speaking today with NC State PhD student Lauren Farr about Field Inclusive, an initiative aimed at supporting marginalized and historically excluded biologists and researchers. Welcome, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Tracy. Super excited to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here, too. So let's start by talking about field research for people who are not, you know, in academia or not doing research. Yes. What does that mean? What are some examples? Yes. So examples of field research. So I will use NC State as an example here. And so um, myself, so being a PhD student and being in the program that I'm in, so I'm in fisheries, wildlife, and conservation biology, a huge part of that program is the students doing some sort of research component. And so this could look you know, a few different ways. So for one, it could involve going out into the field and collecting data on, you know, plants, animals, soil, air quality, like you, you name it, it's, it's possible. Uh, but research can, you know, also look like, you know, being in the lab. So you have like your, your lab research and, you know, the work that you do in the lab with like the beakers and the pipettes and everything like that. <laughs> but with this program specifically, field research is students physically going out into the field to collect data and perform that uh, you know field research what we're calling it so okay so yeah that's you're out in the great outdoors being all adventuresome in the great outdoors yeah. being adventurous <laughs> yes <laughs> so that's a great way to put it <laughs> so that's cool for someone like yes. me who you know the outdoors are nice enough but yes. I like to come back inside and have my creature comforts so are there dangers inherent in just field work? If yes. you're out there collecting soil samples or whatever and yes. you're out in the woods yes. by yourself. Yes. So you're by yourself when you're doing this work generally? Generally speaking, you are by yourself, but there can be sometimes where you might have a field tech or you might work in a team. So it just really, you know, depends on, you know, the research that you're carrying out and if you may need, you know, extra people tagging along with you. But speaking for myself, I am out in the field by myself doing my research by myself. Okay. And just for folks' background, what kind of research work are you doing? Of course. So I am an avian ecologist. So I currently am studying the federally endangered red cockaded woodpecker, or RCW for short. And I am looking at their reproductive success. So over these last few years, researchers have started to see this sort of, you know, uh, sort of really like decline almost a little bit in their reproductive success and we're wondering what could that you know why is this happening what could that be a factor of and so for my project I'm relating it to climate change so you know climate change it's a real thing it's happening it's impacting you know many many species and so you know for these birds looking at you know different climate change impacts and how climate change might be impacting you know their prey resources or just you know how the weather might be impacting them you know in general that's that's what what my project is as a PhD student okay so you're out in the field yes 
climbing trees, climbing trees, looking so that's, at that's woodpecker nests. Part of my okay, job. that's the fun <laughs> part of my job. So I get to climb trees. So we go out and we ban the woodpeckers. So this is how you know, being a federally endangered species, this is how we are getting our reproductive success data, and we you know continue to see how this species is doing. So we go out, we ban these birds. So like they have like little like different specific color bands that we put on them, like bracelets almost. So they have little you know like bracelets, but well we'll call them anklets because it's like around their their legs. So yeah. <laughs> we'll call them anklets. Um, and so and you you have that, and so that's what we use to uh, tell the birds apart really, and that's what we use to you know for our reproductive success data, going out there and reciting their color bands, and that tells us you know who's out there, you know what chicks made it, etc. So in order to do that, I have to climb trees, but it's super super fun. <laughs> well, good. And I'm sure this is cool. It's cool research. But, like, yeah. what are some of the dangers inherent in this kind of work besides just falling out of a tree? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, is a a, that is a danger. Right? Okay. <laughs> that is a danger. So, really, with this work, you put all your trust in your equipment for that. There is, you know, common dangers when you're out in the field, right? So you have, you know, they, they teach us as students, you know, how to, you know, identify, you know, poisonous plants or venomous snakes or watching out for stump holes or, you know, checking for ticks. Those sorts of things, you know, like that are what we call, you know, physical field safety aspects. So although those are important, there is this other issue that people really don't touch on as much, and that's what we're calling social field safety. So what I mean by that is being out in the field and interacting with the public, really. Uh, that's another danger that can you know, come about when doing field research that a lot of people don't think about. And we want to, you know, support and recognize that. Okay. And so when we're talking about social risk, is this something like um, maybe you thought this was cleared with a landowner and a landowner comes out and there's some random person with their face in a tree? Well, and, and you know, that's a, that's a dual and that's a great example. So that's the proper way to do it, right? So when you send, you know, students out into the field or, you know, out into an urban setting or, you know, public private lands, that's one of the things that's really, really good practice is to, you know, let surrounding people know that, you know, you know, you're going to be out there doing research and this is what I look like. And if you see me, you know, walking around or doing this certain thing, don't be alarmed. Right. That's that's how it should be. Does it happen like that? Mm, not as often as it should be. And so that's what we want to increase more of. Okay. Yes. And then I was thinking, like, would you run into um, maybe people who are hunting? Like, they've been allowed to hunt on the land? If you Like, would that be a scenario during yeah. deer season or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would definitely be, you know, a possible scenario. And, you know, I mean, speaking from my experience, you know, being in the woods – me running into hunters and things. They're they're usually pretty, you know, like they're curious about what I'm doing, but they're usually like pretty friendly and, you know, pretty open. And so, but that's my experience and I can't speak to everyone's experience. Right. And on your website, um, your field inclusive website, you do yes. you identify certain researchers as at risk. Yes. Who is an at-risk researcher? Yes, 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 yes. So what we mean by at-risk researchers here, so we're talking about, you know, these, these marginalized and historically excluded groups, right? So 
Race, of course, is a factor. Then we have gender. Then we have people from the LGBTQ plus communities. Then we have people with disabilities. All of those people, you know, all of those groups are what we categorize as being at-risk individuals simply because of, you know, those factors, you know, that really shouldn't be, you know, judged. Like, we, we shouldn't be judged because of our, you know, our race and our skin color. We shouldn't be judged because we, you know, we, we have a wheelchair or, you know, we use a wheelchair or we shouldn't be judged because we're from the LGBTQ plus community. But stereotypes are out there. And, you know, it's, and although I, you know, I want to stress and recognize too that this, you know, social field safety that I'm talking about it can happen with anyone. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here talking about, you know, race and these at-risk individuals, but it can happen to literally anyone. But the groups that I just described are put into that high-risk category as them being the groups that would be more, you know, likely to be targeted in this, this instance. And is this part, partially because when, um, you know, growing up, we're sort of trained to think of researchers in the field as a male usually yes um and b traditionally outdoor research like it's pretty white pretty white it's pretty white it's pretty white okay it is pretty white so it yes. would be that added there's someone i don't recognize on my land yes and yes they would not necessarily immediately make a connection with scientist yes yes exactly 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 yes so tell me a little bit about how you came to create um, this initiative. Yes, yes. So Field Inclusive was started by myself and my colleague, Murray Burgess. So she is a PhD candidate here at NC State uh, in fisheries, wildlife, and conservation as well. We're in the same lab, so we've known each other for a few years now. So we started this initiative in August of 2022. So it hasn't been around for too long, but we've, you know, made some progress and we're super proud about it. But we were just, you know, just sitting here thinking about how, you know, universities and using, you know, NC State in our department as an example, we, we have this sort of, you know, uh, this sort of, it was like a workshop that we did as incoming students where they, they put on this workshop about, you know, field work and field safety. And just as I, you know, described identifying the poisonous plants and snakes and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But looking back at that, like currently where we are now, we both realize that this aspect of social field safety, which it's it's become really, I feel like people are becoming a little bit more aware of, of it because of, you know, all of the, you know, racial injustices that have been happening, you know, over these last few years, right? So we had, you know, Christian Cooper, who was in, you know, Central Park, and he, you know, basically got, you know, harassed by this white woman because she, you know, wouldn't put her dog on a leash and, you know, she was, you know, making false accusations and called the cops and everything like that, you know. And then that initiative, you know, led to, or that, you know, scenario led to Black Birders Week. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Black Birders Week was this week where, you know, you, you got to see all of these, you know, wonderful individuals in the black community who did like natural like resource science work and it was amazing because you're sitting here like wow 
I only like I have not seen myself in this field in you know a good bit, and now seeing all of these people, it just created this really great you know community of you know people to lean on, right? And but but so you know recognizing you know with field inclusive, recognizing that social field safety, it, it's not talked about as much. We realized that it 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 needed to be people needed to become more aware of it and especially you know here at NC State and any university really who have students who are from a marginalized or historically excluded group they need to be aware of what their students you know could be you know encountering when they just send their students into the outdoors and be like you know all right go collect your data and come back when you're done you know right it's like it's not it's not that simple for for some of us. So starting field inclusive, we wanted that to be our goal was to, you know, is to raise awareness for, you know, for, you know, people in academia, you know, advisors, managers, anyone who has, you know, marginalized and historically excluded, you know, workers who professionally work in the outdoors, really bringing this awareness about you know social field safety, why it's important, why we should care. That is the goal of field inclusive. Okay, so do you have any recommendations um, to kind of I don't know help folks going out into the field um, protect themselves a little bit, or maybe you know head off some of these situations that could be uncomfortable? Yes, um, yes. before they happen. Yes, that's a, that's a great question. So. Field Inclusive actually partnered with our College of Natural Resources here, and we ran a crowdfunding campaign. So we were one of about seven projects in this in this crowdfunding campaign that they do every year. And for our project, we decided to raise money for what we're calling field safety gear. And so what I mean by that is anything, you know, with the NC State College of Natural Resources logo that, you know, Having that and identifying, you know, having that to identify us as being, you know, workers and students of NC State when we're outdoors, that's one thing that could help, right? So having, you know, a hat with the logo on it or having a vest or having a personalized ID badge or even, so our big thing is car magnets, right? So we have these, you know, if we go out in the field and we have, you know, our own vehicle or a field vehicle and there's nothing on there marked with NC State, People are just going to, you know, see someone in the field with, you know, like a random car in the field and someone just doing, you know, whatever they're doing in the field without, you know, anything, you know, associating them with NC State. So with the car magnets, we can put those on there. And, you know, people, when they see NC State, NC State's pretty well known. And so it's sort of like, okay, well, they work for NC State. All right. I'm not going to, you know, question that or anything, you know, anything. So, so, you know. Stuff like that is is really, really great. But also, again, continuing to raise awareness for, you know, as I've stated, you know, advisors who have students that they send out into the field or, you know, managers who have, you know, workers, you know, that work for them that, you know, they send out into the field, knowing about, you know, the risks that they can face and helping, you know, to offset those is is really key. So for example, you talked about the example with, you know, the landowner and, you know, seeing someone, you know, on their land and being like, who are you? It would be really great if, you know, advisors could, again, as I stated, go out there and, you know, talk to the landowner, talk to the surrounding people, even talk to law enforcement, right? So for some of us, 
law enforcement is very uncomfortable because of, you know, certain things that have happened in the past. So it's so some people could probably or would probably look at this and say, you know, oh, well, if I feel uncomfortable, I just carry a gun or I just call the police. But it's not that easy for some groups of people. So just, you know, going out there, talking to the landowner, talking to surrounding people, talking to law enforcement, say, hey, my student's going to be out here for this amount of time and this is what they look like. And if you see them, don't be alarmed. That that's one thing that, you know, really, really helps checking in with your students, checking in with your workers, making sure, you know, that they got from point A to point B safely. That's that's another great thing. So what Field Inclusive also wants to do is, again, you know, provide this, you know, awareness and provide some resources that, you know, universities, institutions, organizations can use to hopefully, you know, uh, make their workplace or their environment more more inclusive for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Because not everyone experiences things the same way. Yes. And if you have research that's been dominated by a particular type of person and this is how it's always been done. It's just a reflexive thing, there you, you know. Go. And so maybe it's go. a little bit of, hey, we'll just need to pay attention to some stuff. Right. So talking to them and being like, hey, you know, I'm going to be out here. Or, you know, if the student is not comfortable, send the advisor out there. Send the advisor, you know, out there to, to talk to, you know, the landowner or, you know, the surrounding people, the neighborhood or whomever. I mean, it, you know, it, it helps. It's one thing that, you know, makes us as students feel just a little bit more, you know, comfortable you know, with that and just, you know, knowing that that's been done, you know, we're kind of like, all right, well, we can go out here and hopefully nothing, you know, will, will happen. I think I was conflating it with like archaeological digs where you do have to get permission and all those permits. And you know what I mean? Before you yes. just start digging up someone's yard, yes, yes, but it's yes, not quite the same yes. if you're just out there looking at birds, I guess. Right, 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 right. So yeah, a thing like birding, right? Like still, I mean, you know, race and birding is a big is a big factor so I mean you know me myself so I mean you know I'm like you know an average size black woman right me being out there you know birding I I could be I mean I've heard people talk about it too you can be out there in like full like full gear like have like you know your birding shirt on have your little birding hat have your binoculars have your camera and have your little nerdy vest. Have your nerdy vest. <laughs> have your nerdy vest, right? And I have, I have, you know, some of my colleagues, and I've heard stories of again, law enforcement getting called on them, law enforcement following them, people, you know, harassing them and just asking them, "Hey, what are you doing?" And you're sitting here like, "Well, I have binoculars and a camera, and I like have this birding shirt on, and I mean, I'm just enjoying nature, you know, but." Sometimes it just it doesn't it doesn't go that way for for whatever reason. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? It it shouldn't it shouldn't be like that at all. And so we're we're working on, you know, making the outdoors. We're working on, you know, making, you know, field work, recreation in the outdoors just more inclusive and welcoming to everyone. Right. And it's pretty simple stuff. You know, it's mostly just telling people, hey, It is. Yeah. It is. Maybe expand your ideas of what science and looks right. like, and then right. we'll be, all be happy, yes. and know, we'll be, save some woodpeckers. Be, we'll save some woodpeckers. <laughs> I am all about saving the woodpeckers. <laughs> but yes, really being, like you just said, that, I mean, it's perfect what you just said. Being, having an open mind, being more receptive, being willing to 
think about stuff differently that, you know, you might not have thought about it, you know, before, you know, in that way. It's that's 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 what helps. That's what helps. And, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to make any changes unless people start, you know, having that open mind and recognizing like all of these, you know, different issues and how it can impact different people and then being willing to, you know, stand up and be like, OK, I would like to help. What can I do about this? And just become an advocate. And that's just that's where it starts. OK. Well, thank you for being here today, Lauren. For more information on Field Inclusive, you can visit www.fieldinclusive.org. We've been speaking today with Lauren Farr, PhD student at NC State University. This has been Audio Abstract. I'm your host, Tracy Peake. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.